The following podcast is recommended for mature audiences only. The following podcast is recommended for adults only. Maturity is not a requirement. Hello and welcome to episode 59 of Dear Download, a podcast where we get to share our most intimate and treasured memories of Download Festival. We'll talk about each year, the bands we saw, the bands we missed and everything else noteworthy that happened across the weekend. Also, we'll touch upon any news, other festivals and the music industry past, present and future. This episode, uh, we sat and had a chat with Jenny and Danica who work for Live Nation. They are part of the team of five who book the band's for download festival which um was pretty good wasn't it we, we went yeah. pretty well i think yeah awesome really good well wait this is the intro yeah. we can't say that it's happened yet oh yeah but yeah but it has <laughs> <laughs> we we okay um well it happened it's fine yeah this is what we do this is yeah. what we do people know that we're this is ram shackle yeah. i guess yeah. yeah uh yeah so so we have just sat down that we we are recording this intro after it and we'll record the outro straight after the intro. Um, <laughs> really mess with people. <laughs> yes. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was really cool. I was super, super nervous. Um, and a few things messed up. But Simon was on it. He was on the ball. He kept it going. He was absolutely incredible. Just cover him for my boy. Do you know what I mean? Got to yeah. get in there. We, you know, a few things happened. But it was good. Yeah, really good fun. Really great. Really, really great to people who were brilliant really really good to interview and get some really cool knowledge about download festival itself and how just it works from a booking perspective which is awesome yeah you know this is weird that i can see myself so yeah if you if you're listening as normal we are we are actually going to be putting this one up on youtube on simon's youtube as well um subscribe it's, <laughs> subscribe yeah um it's odd it, it nothing is different about this about us talking now but knowing the fact that it's being that the video is being recorded it just feels odd all of a sudden yeah but um this is what we do we're normally an audio only podcast we're on uh, all um all podcast platforms um but yes we're doing video this time because we knew it'd be very cool to get uh jenny and danica on a video we'll, we'll be putting out on simon's youtube as well which is uh simon bond everybody go and subscribe do it, do it now. Do it now. <laughs> do it now. Um, yeah, we, we spoke about. I mean, you'll you'll hear the interview coming up soon. We're not going to waffle on too much before we have the interview. But yeah, you'll hear. Uh, we've talked about how they sort of got into the music industry and has started working for Live Nation, all sorts of cool stuff. You will see at about four minutes in, I think it was, I start to panic. Um, <laughs> it's true. You'll see. You'll see that. Because we, we don't use Zoom normally. We're using Zoom now, but uh, we, we normally use Discord. But I didn't want to expect sort of them to come and join our Discord to to record it. So it was yeah. like, all right, Zoom is like the industry standard these days, isn't it? So I thought, we'll get them on Zoom. But there's a 40-minute time limit. And so about <laughs> four minutes after we started talking, it came up with a big pop-up saying, you're running out of time. Do you want to upgrade to Pro? And I thought we've only just started talking. We got like seven minutes left. <laughs> I need to. I, I think I need to upgrade to pro. Uh, and obviously, their their 
professionals in the industry i didn't want to have to stop and go hang on let me let me just sort this out yeah. so i was trying uh, to sort it out yeah i was trying to keep like, the conversation ticking along while i could see adam struggling it's like I, I just i'll keep the conversation going in case we do find a way to extend it um but it's fine it worked out perfectly <laughs> so no it, was, it, it, it yeah. was great it was good they were really cool about it weren't they, they just, oh, yeah. i'll just send another link um <laughs> at that point i thought it was only 10 minute limits so I was like, well, I got to do this a few times and it's like break the immersion of the conversation. Um, but no, luckily, yeah, because we had the 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 room running for about 30 minutes before we started talking to them. So, yeah, yeah, 40 minutes worked out about right. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I was already I was nervous enough as it was. <laughs> and and with that coming up, <laughs> straight out, it was ridiculous. And 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 I. And as I was trying to pay for it, it wanted me to sign into my email address. I couldn't sign in on my computer, so I had to pick up my phone at one point. It's like, oh, it was massive panic. But yeah, yeah. they were very cool about it. They were very, um, very professional. Very, yeah, very nice. Really enjoyed talking good. to them. Yeah. Um, well, should we stop waffling about this? Do you anything you want to add on to that? No, just um, people. I hope you yeah. enjoy the interview. It's going to give you guys a really good little look into kind of what goes into booking um bands for download and uh it definitely you know i i learned a few things from the conversation so uh if you are obviously interested in this and the reason why you're listening slash watching um i think you're going to find this conversation really really cool okay we are now joined by jenny and danica from the download booking team thank you very much for coming on it's been uh something we've wanted for a long time and uh we finally finally managed to sort it out so thank you so much for coming on how are you guys we're really good thank you thank you so much for having us yeah thank you lovely to be here we've rushed off our feet as always there's never a quiet day in this office but thank you for making time for us uh, so obviously being a, a podcast about download itself uh not just the bands you guys are just as important to us as the bands are so uh I think we want to we want to start by asking you how you sort of started working for Download, what your sort of story is leading up to it, how you got into the music industry as a whole. Okay, do you want to go first? Yeah, so uh, I mean, predictably, I did an English degree, which I don't use, so that's great. Um, but I, I mean, I grew up in London going to gigs in Camden. That was just my absolute bread and butter. That's all I did with my time. And I think I managed to get through a friend from school I got an internship at a label called Cooking Vinyl and I kind of never left the music industry after that I stayed there cataloging their lyrics for a lyric finding system um, very shortly after that I managed to get a job um, doing some PR some radio plugging with a company called Duff Press um, I think a lot of people in our industry have a background in PR somewhere along the way <laughs> Um, I then moved on to do radio plugging at a company called Spine Farm, which is the kind of rock and metal label at Universal Records. And that was the first time I really could see kind of big bands, more the more corporate side of someone actually being able to work in the music industry properly. Um, and I stayed there for six months. I moved on to do more radio plugging at a niche uh, company called The Noise Cartel who service a lot of the like metal records on mainstream radio. I worked with things like Architect, Park, Architects, Parkway Drive, A Day to Remember, plugging them to Dampy Carter on the Radio 1 Rock Show nice. and just getting more obsessed basically with, with the world that we live in. Um, and 
I, I had Live Nation in my sights. I knew I wanted to work in live music. I, I, I live and breathe for a gig more so than an album. Um, so I applied multiple times to Live Nation and finally got to um, the interview stage for a promoter assistance job um, under Cameron Hack, who's one of the bookers at Download Festival with us. Um, I was doing all his touring with him, just helping him build and bring all the bands to the UK. Um, and just very naturally, once I had that job, downloads started coming into my day to day. Um, it's not it's not what I was hired to do, but mm. through the shared love of the music and the genre, I slowly got involved in the meetings. And now we are a core team of five bookers, um, kind of circumstantially and through <laughs> the love of can I ask a question quickly? Did you, when you said about cataloging lyrics, did you have to type lyrics out? I think I could copy paste, but I okay. had to them, <laughs> make sure they were correct, align them to the right track and album. Like it was real like data entry, just so I could say I was working at a label, which <laughs> I think is a shared experience a lot of people have. I'd heard of people that did it and I always thought to myself, are they just sitting there typing out the lyrics to these songs? Listening. Like, yeah, what the hell? Okay, I get it now. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, well, mine's uh, different and similar all yeah. at the same time. Um, so I didn't go to university. Um, I sort of kind of left school. I went to college, um, did something that I wasn't really that bothered about. And then, but at the same time, I was, I, I was in bands from the age of like 16. Um, so I used to sing in bands, um, you know, just like locally. Um, and then um, just basically did that for like 11 years. Um, and sometimes I worked in offices and sometimes I, you know, a lot of it, I was working in like bars and um, cafes and stuff like at the same time as being in a band and, you know, just doing little tours and, you know, recording and things like that. Um, and yeah, so loved doing that. And then um, when I kind of finished up with the band, um, I knew that I wanted to work in the music industry. So I moved to London because um, I'm from Oxfordshire originally. Um, so I moved to London and then was just like, right, I need to get a job because I just moved here without a job. So I just, again, just went straight into like, um, just being like a barista in like a restaurant. Um, and then was just like, right now, how do I like, how do I do this? How do I get like working in the music industry? Because it's not that easy. No, <laughs> um, no not at all. So the first thing I did, it wasn't music at all. And, but it was kind of, I was like, oh, it's just kind of like a step in the kind of entertainment thing. And I worked for like a TV and video production, like crewing company, which was like very much like not music at all. Mm -hmm. um, but I did that for quite a short time. And whilst I was doing that, I was kind of just, cause I just enjoyed doing it, was working on like little events here and there, just freelance. Um, and then one of my friends um, knew somebody that was looking for um, some people to work with them freelance at Reading Festival on the PR team. Um, for the weekend so um, I ended up doing that and when I was there the PR team were like oh like are you kind of interested in doing this and I was like I don't know I don't really know what PR <laughs> is <laughs> um, but you know I knew that obviously I love music and I loved working in events and stuff like that so um, so I went and did that with them which is actually LD comms um, who you know they do the PR for download now yeah. um, so you know I was working on things like Reading and Leeds and the Brit Awards and like lots of like really fun kind of events. Um, but I always kind of knew that I wanted to be more on like the live side and, and the kind of touring side of what I was sort of used to on a very small scale 
when I was in a band and I was, you know, going in all like the venues and over uh, throughout the UK and um, playing little shows to, you know. That's kind of cool though, because you'd seen it from <laughs> the other side, like, because you'd been yeah, a musician yeah. before, you'd seen both sides of it, which is really cool actually. Exactly. And I've been in quite a lot of the small venues that we kind of put shows on. Um, and then I also applied to Live Nation um, multiple times before I actually got a job. <laughs> um, initially for like a promoter assistant and then um, the role that I do now um, outside of Download, uh, which is the touring rep manager. Um, so I actually look after all of the promoter reps that um, go out on all of the tours, basically. Um that Live Nation kind of the music site does. So we kind of have like a freelance person essentially that kind of is like our person on the ground for every tour from clubs yeah, yeah. through to like arenas. Um, so I look after them. And then also, uh, you know, and then kind of after um, the pandemic, uh, then Andy Coffin kind of uh, invited me to join the download team. And then literally within a few weeks, the pilot came up. And so <laughs> my kind of download story uh, really starts there. Um, and yeah, the rest is history. It's kind of organic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, like Jenny said, like it's just the kind of music that we've always like lived and breathed, and um, the whole like everything about kind of alternative culture, and um, yeah, it's just what we've always kind of been about. So it's kind of really like second nature to like come up with ideas and yeah, uh, think of things um, for both the kind of main arena bands and also for like the village because it's just like what we like doing anyway it must be cool though because obviously you guys are fans of the genre as a whole and when you get to work within it that must be really cool you're like oh my god this band's amazing we've got them playing yeah. this is awesome yeah. like that yeah. must fans be such a good feeling honor, fans of the festival fans of like the lifestyle that surrounds it like the fashion brands that serve within it the alcohol brands that work within it just mm. it's not even just liking the one giant band is it like everyone yeah. does you live it outside of mm. just going to the festival one day a year yeah. the weekend a year yeah so it's uh I think Andy Coffin could see that we were yeah part of the yeah. family that's just yeah. like that's just download as a whole and all their fans they they kind of like they live they live the whole thing they live the whole kind of culture and and the community and like that's kind of what we were like too I, so. I think it's one of the only festivals that people constantly talk about months even when it's not happening it's not going yeah. on it's just finished like people never stop talking about download yeah. festival which is yeah. amazing yeah it's yeah we, we keep an eye on the socials yeah, and the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook i was no. um i was one of the original nerds on the download website forums back in the day on Amazing. those going oh my god there's other people that like download festival quickly i want to speak to these people <laughs> the social media yeah, yeah it wasn't really yeah. like a thing which is it's insane amazing. Um, and i mean we also are talking about it all year round at work like this lot you know after 23 literally we had we went we arrived back home on the monday after the festival and on the tuesday we had like another hour and a half meeting booking about, meeting you know <laughs> challenge for 24 so you know we're also talking about it all year round there's yeah never, it's for you guys it just must not ever stop really because it is what you do and, and the thing is because like we're so engrossed and involved in in the world in that world and in in like say in that in that culture we're constantly even if we're not at work we're constantly like thinking of ideas or seeing things on social media that we think oh this would be really cool Constant or we want to do this or like what's yeah up. we have yeah. many yeah we kind of never stop that's awesome you're like standing in the kitchen cooking and you're like oh my god 
I've got a really good yeah. idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally, we'll just be having a conversation with somebody and be like, oh my God, that would actually be a really good idea. And now people it. send us their yeah. kitchen thoughts also. So it's actually just, <laughs> yeah. feedback. Yeah. just right. assembling everyone's random thoughts into yeah. things that are actually going to happen. Present it into a meeting format. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Awesome. Uh, so what is your role during the festival? I, I've listened to um, interviews where you've uh, said about all the bands that you want to go and see, but you're also really, really busy. So uh, how much time do you actually get as, uh, uh, other than working? Do you know what? We're quite, we definitely experience it in a different way, like now that we're part of the team. But mm. we're pretty lucky that actually on site, we're so busy because we're trying to go and watch every single band that we want to watch, which is usually quite a lot of them because we've booked them because we yeah, like them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we'll be like, oh my God, we've got to go there, 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 there. Um, so we are quite lucky um, that we do get to go and see a lot. Um, I mean, there is an aspect of, uh, yes, we're there as part of the festival team. I'm also there as part of my touring work. Um, so it's very much... Mm making sure you're introducing yourselves to managers, agents, and artists that you maybe haven't crossed paths with already, making sure mm-hmm. that they know you're there appreciating the set, what you thought of it, what plans are for the year after that, um, making sure that, yes, we do watch sets, but also keeping an eye on the crowd, going to check out if there's a new area of the festival, if there's been a change at one of the stages, making sure that we see it in real life to mm-hmm. feed back yeah. to the teams that are making those changes. Um, we book everything in District X. So we are throughout the day making sure that whatever is coming in for that evening is running smoothly. Mm-hmm. There's obviously teams specifically yeah. looking after it, yeah. but we yeah. invested and we keep yeah. an eye on it. Yeah, we're kind of heavily in contact with like uh, our kind of arts liaison team that deal with everyone. But, you know, if anybody comes to us, then we'll have to like, you know, try and sort things out, get them what they need if they haven't got it there and then. And things so like it could, that. yeah, Some, something could fall to you if someone else is like, oh God, we need a bit of help. Like something needs to happen here. Then you yeah. guys go, okay, well, we better get involved and sort that yeah. out. Yeah. Or even what was, is it Skillet? The, <laughs> did you have to host some fans? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just taking people's side, you know, it was like a side, take someone side stage, someone who wasn't very well. So um, we took them up to the side stage, their parents, so they were able to watch their favorite band and awesome. uh, things like that. So it's a bit, it's whatever, it's whatever is required on the weekend. We'll kind, we're kind of yeah, there to help. It's, yeah, it's literally, you know, and you know, even just everything down to you know artists or people on the guest list trying to you know if there are issues anywhere you know our phones will be going off and we'll be trying to make sure people are getting where they need to go or um so technically then even when you're not working you really are working oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) just because we enjoy it we're like it's fine yeah 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 Yeah, and i mean i mean realistically we are on site most days from kind of 10 11 o'clock in the morning until i mean the last few years, we've stuck around in the village till two or three in the morning yeah. every, every, most nights. Wowza! Well um, done. And, and we and we're there from the Tuesday as well. Um, <laughs> just you know, um, make sure everything in the village is going well and seeing what changes are happening there because every year so far, for the last few years, there's been changes. changes. So it's just kind of like keeping on top of all of that. But you know, we like Jenny said, we have amazing teams kind of in different areas who are kind of looking after it. So. Um, it does how, give us chance. How comfy are you awesome. when you're there? Do they make you camp, camp, or are you in different places? I was like, <laughs> what, where, what are these guys staying if they're staying there since Tuesday? We stay at a hotel. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know what? Come Tuesday after the festival, we are 
physically as destroyed as any concert goer, I reckon. Yeah, like, and we're that's truly like a prop dead. thing in a hotel. We um, don't get that much sleep. Yeah, we need access to our laptops. We work in the hours that we're at the hotels. It's also a good place to bump into, again, management, agents, etc. All the bit like business stakeholders, which makes is the more businessy side of the festival. Which, um, but yeah, we're put up in a in a hotel for the duration for our sanity. Very nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. All right, so we're exhausted and we're just having fun. You're actually working as well, so you're having to use your brain quite a lot. So, uh, yeah, um, you, you mentioned District X a minute ago, and um, I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. I, I think that is the best it's ever been, um, obviously, previously the village, uh, but you've got so much going on now in, in District X. Uh, you've obviously added an extra stage, which is uh, the podcast and the comedian stage. Um, it just seems like there's so much going on there where, where it used, used to just be somewhere that people go to hang out. But I don't think the uh, the doghouse stage was ever really that good. I never enjoyed it in there. Um, but yeah, so well done for doing that. Have you got lots more things planned? I know you probably can't tell us what. Yeah. So, I mean, we I mean, thank you so much. Like we have spent like a lot of time over the last few years just trying to, you know, make it bigger and hopefully better. Um uh, year on year and you know uh, hopefully 24 will be no different we're literally just about to start kind of working on that we've you know had again lots of ideas lots of lists of ideas and lots of people getting in touch who want to DJ or form in some way um, which is amazing it's, it seems to really uh, kind of be taking on a bit of a life of its own now that we like to say with so many people contacting us which is amazing um, it's almost like a festival within a festival that you guys have created now because yeah. you could just take that away put it somewhere else and it could just be its own thing yeah. like literally it's really what we're trying to do we literally have just come from a meeting for an hour about you know more we can do with the village in the future which you know it's, it's really exciting um we we kind of i guess we we've you know we've got all these amazing djs the club night uh, you know, artists doing DJ sets, um, and you know, and just you know, people who are just DJs uh, coming along and doing sets, and we'll kind of be looking at doing more of that next year. I think people are having like this amazing time in the arena, you know, for three or last year four days, and they're listening to like a lot of rock stuff. So I think what we're trying to probably look at even more for next year is is you know even more variety at the moment there is quite a lot of variety in the village but we're going to be looking at like you know we had this amazing um like dj pop night last year um that was called master of pop hits um <laughs> and uh, you know they they had uh they were playing like mariah carey all up christmas is you with like a machine and a circle pit you know um or Vanessa <laughs> Carlton, like a thousand miles and just just things like there's really like fun things like that that i just think downloaders maybe after a whole day of listening to like mm. heavy music just want to like they just want to have fun and like just have a laugh and you know i think they love a bit of like cheese and oh yeah of, like yeah. I, I think in the even in the club nights occasion they'll play something random and you'll be standing there going what the hell <laughs> but then everyone will be like fine <laughs> we're, we're gonna jam to whatever this is which is great yeah 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 i think the download crowd is just they're so great um at just having a good time I'm having a good time and yeah. they just always want to party you know the, the village is busy just from like you know the Wednesday all the way through to the Sunday at 3 a.m and it's like they go hard oh um, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, and, and we're definitely going to be looking at more secret acoustic sets 
um again mm. next year which is something yeah. we've done now for the last two years we love um, it yeah and that's mm. amazing it's going like the you know the first year we did it we were you know we were very apprehensive we we were i think yeah. the bands you know probably felt the same but it was it was amazing um and then you know we continued that last year and um, we'll definitely be doing the same again next year. Yeah, I, re- I mean, I remember the first time you guys done that, people were running to the acoustic set because people were like, who's playing an acoustic <laughs> set? Like, literally running to them. I was like, oh my God, people are running for an acoustic set. What a place download is. Well, yeah. I think as well, like, acoustic sets kind of take me back a bit to that, like, my spacey time. Do you remember when, like, pop punk bands would always just do, like, acoustic sets on the side of the road and, like, yeah. just do- and it's just so... Gorilla it style. Like, yeah. It's really DIY. It's really intimate. Like the bands just are able to really just, you know, um, have this really nice like conversation with essentially with with the with the audience that are there. Um, and it's just like such a moment, you know, when everyone's just singing along. And mm, yeah, it's cool. I love it anyway. Me too. Yeah, very cool idea. Yeah. I think it's worked. Definitely, people yeah. will enjoy more of that. I think for sure. Yeah, and and I think. It, that's kind of every year there's been people people have been wanting like secret bands but i think it's so hard to to keep them secret obviously metallica the first year um was absolutely epic uh but i don't think it, it's difficult yeah, to it's, get that again so it's yeah. sort of what the secret band has evolved <laughs> into and i think it's yeah i think it's amazing yeah was, was simple fun a, a secret one last year as well yeah simple fun was a secret set as well yeah, I think it was a secret. <laughs> yeah, Simple Plan Acoustic Set. We did Simple Plan Acoustic Set at midnight on the main stage in the village. Um, and I think even they were like, oh, no, like, we're not going <laughs> to play acoustic. Like, when they got there, they were like, everyone's partying and we should be playing, like, another full band set. And we were like, no, no, like, you know, they people who <laughs> wanted to see the full band set have seen that today, like, earlier yeah. in the day. Like, we were pretty, com- we were confident that this was going to be great. And honestly, they went on and within like a song or two they had smiles on their face they got so it we were, yeah. and they did a, they did an amazing job there's just like ten thousand people they played all their hits they threw in like a few really fun covers uh, i don't know if you guys saw it but it was it no was i mean really... i wish i did now <laughs> I yeah, did. Right. Well, <laughs> we didn't i did yeah um, did you? i mean such a fun yeah. part of such a fun part of programming a festival is being able to put something in that you know people will love but maybe under an alias or just a slot mm. that's and you just don't know who's going to show up and i mean this year is going to be no different certainly at district x maybe even at the village you never know although you know it is hard to keep a secret around here you mean yeah yeah it is hard to keep yeah but you know it's, it's fun to have those things like talked about and you know everyone yeah. discussing if if and what and who is is gonna do is it going playing you know um yeah yeah, I, I think the um, the big tent for the doghouse is amazing as well. I actually personally preferred it last year when it was outside and I could just stand around and chill with the benches. Uh, but generally, I know for, for most people, it's you know they're not as old as me. Um, <laughs> they they do like to go in and party in the tent. Uh, but I was yeah, I was wondering with things like that, uh, you 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 have the sort of loud minority online uh, shouting what they want, and and both like, both. Um, both opinions are valid i guess which ones are better do you have how much do you have to go with your gut and and say well this is better or you know ignore the loud minority a lot, a lot yeah <laughs> a lot. um yeah i could imagine like, yeah 
sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, I imagine it's daunting sometimes looking at the social media posts and just being yeah. like, oh, God. <laughs> and it's like, you know, but, but also everyone has an opinion either way and there's no way to keep everyone happy at the same I've time. I've seen so yeah. many contradicting opinions within a day. So yeah. you're actually both arguing against so, each other now. So yeah. we really have to, and also, you know, not everyone understands everything that goes into it and all of the things that we consider and all of the things that we might have already tried to do, but mm, maybe yeah, yeah. feasible. Uh, so you can't always get like the perfect thing that we want, but you know, it always ends up being really good, we think. And we do just have to kind of go, no, I know <laughs> people like this. They will moan, <laughs> but when this happens, <laughs> yeah. they'll moan about it on the forums, you know, in 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 the run-up. But we, you know, I guess it's our jobs and, and we're usually quite confident that these people will have a great time mm. when, it, when yeah. it's actually that's why it's nice to talk to you guys because it gives people a peek into what's actually going into the festival because some people just see you know the face of it and nothing else which is there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that to run a festival to keep it going book bands but if you understand that then you can sort of adapt to the festival more and go okay i understand that and why it's that way for instance it's a pretty huge task and it's like an unimaginable number of people attending and it's five days of programming and you might not like every single thing, mm -hmm. but I would hope that you'd be able to find 50% of things that interest you or that you could discover and decide on at, that you're never going to please 50,000 <clears> people, <throat> no. you know? No. And, and, and also there's like, there's no point, you know, the arena, with the arena itself, there's no point in us programming a whole lineup of where you love every band because you're not going to be able to see every band anyway. No, no. So yeah. I think like the variety and all the subgenres and stuff it's like really important that, that there really is something for everyone um and if you don't maybe don't know everything then you know you can either listen to it in advance or you can just go and take a punt and go and see someone and you know they'll probably be great yeah i mean i i, I agree with that because you look at sometimes especially the european and american festivals and you think there's, there's too many bands. There's too too many, too many. It's too many. I could never see all of those bands. It's impossible for that to happen, yeah. which is why down, you know, look at down and you think if there's 13, 14 bands on there that I love, I'm like, that's amazing because <clears throat> I can see them all. I don't have to worry about missing out. Yes, there might be a few that clash, but if it's like one day where it's all of it, I actually dread that more because I'm like, I'm going to have to miss loads of people now. Uh, yeah. Just you're like, when am I going to eat? Like, yeah. <laughs> right, I'm going to have to miss someone just so I can like, pass out at some point. I have to find time to go to the toilet, find time to, you know, go <laughs> maybe sit down at some point. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Not. Yeah, I think, was it something like 150 something bands last year? But you're only really going to be able to see about eight today with, with the timing. So you're never going to be able to see all of them. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can go and see like bits of sets and you can probably fit a lot more in. And sometimes we do have to do that. We'll be like, right, I'm going to go and watch the start of First this half, band. Second half. And go and watch the bit of that band, like the last bit of that band or whatever, just so that you're managing to see everyone that you want to see. But I do think like the poster this year, I think it takes a couple of hours, if not a couple of days to digest it and to be like, yeah, absolutely. The top line is so heavy and amazing. But like, wait, the all the bands in the small text there's so many gems in there. And I don't think in one initial post that's just come out at 9 p.m. on the announcement day, mm. that's not sufficient time for you to grasp the work that's gone into it, 
think like the incredible bands that are actually going to be there physically on the weekend that you could just take your pick from um it it's not a snapshot it's very much a a work of flavor yeah oh yeah i think we all do that we look at it the day after and we go i didn't even notice that they were on there yeah And I think that's the thing is like, you know, when we eventually come to announce like the day splits and stuff, I think when you see that kind of how um, they're curated. Yeah, mm. that setup of like, oh, and I feel like you you will see more bands again that have I mean, firstly, we have about around another 30 bands to announce, but you'll see bands that have been on the lineup from the start that you maybe hadn't noticed before because yeah, you know, in the in their place. And then you're like, oh yeah, that makes you know more sense. And you see like how stacked it is. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we're talking next year then. Two brand new headliners. Yes, exciting. Yeah, yeah very exciting. Also, yeah. all the download crowd are like, ah, no, download just books the same bands all the time, blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, well, there you go, guys. There's new headliners. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much so. I mean, I think the success of Bring Me the Horizon last year, uh, in their own rights, absolutely brilliant, but such a strong argument for breaking the mold a little bit and for giving huge bands their first taste of a download headline slot. Um, I think it paid off. I think it will continue to pay off. It's an investment in the survival of the festival. It's an investment in the genre, just continuing to be a genre that can sustain a festival of download size. Yeah. And we're really happy to be on a team that gets to kind of get creative with who they're booking, not just have a list of the same same bands that kind of are relying on yeah that's why download so great i mean that's why you don't want it to go the same way that monsters of rock did where they were refusing to book any new bands and then they no one wanted to come to the festival anymore where download i feel like they're all you know look at all the bands that started so low down like you know small bands like sleep token and bands like how massive some of those bands are ghosts you know when they were like really far down on the second stage in like 2013 it's great that you're putting them on and then they're climbing like bring me their eyes have been playing the festival since i think i saw them in 2006 at download on the third stage do you know what i mean now headlining yeah. the festival which is insane amazing yeah, it's really yeah. nice to be able to track i mean it's nice that the festival has been going on for so long that you can track a band's career solely through download posters oh like, yeah really definitely yeah and as so much of what we do as a company that does touring like these bands tours as well as their festival appearances like it is a thought out process there is so much care that goes into each slot that's given out and there's a reason why that band is there because they were wanted and because they wanted to be there and the idea is to give them a space to progress or I mean, great, if they could all headline at some point, yeah. that would be incredible. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice to have people work up. But it happens, you look through, if you go to all the lineups, you'd be like, my God, the amount of bands that are huge now that were so tiny in the print back in the day, it's it's great. Yeah, definitely. I think also, like, you know, with, with like, the headliners this year, they're not new. <laughs> you know, they're no, new no, bands. no, 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 no. They're not new bands. These are no. bands that have been around for, like, 20 years or so, you know. Yeah. Um, but they're just new for us and yeah we're really excited about them and i think you know each kind of day has has something a bit different and i think that's pretty cool as well yeah it's definitely we've captured a lot of sort of genres within alternative music just out of the three headliners which is pretty i, I can already yeah. imagine the ideas that you guys had for like you said cur- curating those days individually to sort of match what's going on 
with a vibe from the headliners. So I look forward to see those days. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Like, well, we want these bands, but we can't lock them in until this one's locked in because they would make <laughs> yeah, like, we don't yeah. want them to commit to yeah. the wrong day genre wise. Yeah, that definitely happened. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. um I know you probably do kind of keep similar genres together as well, but I see it every year. People will say like, oh, you know, these five are pop punks, so this is going to be a pop punk day. But then that leaves no other pop punk bands for any other day. So I think it never actually works out like that. You do spread them out a little bit more. Yeah, because we have, yes, three days to work with, but we also have four stages to work with. So it actually never ends up being a full day of something. It might be a day leaning towards a certain genre on mm-hmm. a specific stage, but then we'll try and balance out the second stage to be maybe the antithesis of that to make it suitable for someone who is there the whole weekend because yeah. most most download attendees are there for the whole weekend no genre is more deserving than another yeah. so we do try and well that is what curation is isn't it thinking about what works together what there needs to be alternative to that and making sure that as many people are as happy as they can be yeah i think like you know if you're going for fall out boy and you love kind of emo music pop punk that kind of thing you're going to find stuff around that every day and the yeah. same for you know if you're going for events you like or you like something a bit heavier you're going to find you're going to find bands in every genre every day somewhere on different stages and we're also um, at the mercy of like touring schedules and conflict of like other events so if to me it's well this band can only do the sunday but they don't fit in on the sunday mm-hmm. let's book them anyway like we want yeah. them to play whether it st- sticks out a bit like a sore thumb yeah they still have a place yeah. in this festival. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, people don't have to sit at the same stage. So if <laughs> if the stage sometimes might be like, oh, that doesn't maybe fit so much on the stage, it's like, well, you know, you can walk to another stage. Yeah, you, you really you <laughs> yeah. want people to visit as many stages as possible, right? You want in a day everyone to see or across the whole weekend to definitely go to all the stages at least once. That must yeah. be the plan. Yeah, yeah. You want to kind of see all levels of band, all levels of production and like, everything from your kind of real DIY stuff right up to your kind of big kind of showman kind of, you know, yeah. um, production. Like um, you really get kind of a whole, a real sense of the whole theme then I think. And it's just like a really nice, a nice we, way to support everyone. We touched on Bring Me. I mean, their production last year, I mean, you know, Adam has been to every single download festival since it started. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I've been to Not 14. The, except the pilot. Yeah, except wow. the pilot which I did attend, which was amazing, by the way. Well done. Um, but like, it was so refreshing to see how well Bring Me were accepted. And, you know, I know people that have been going to 14, 15 downloads. They literally said it's top five download headliners without a doubt of all time, yeah. you know? I like, think yeah. they, they really like proved themselves to all of like the naysayers and all the people that said they were a pop band or that they weren't big enough or blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I think they won over, you know, a lot of Metallica fans as well you know obviously last year there were were a lot of metallica fans at download in general and you know i think bring me did an incredible job such a good job i mean they they put in the work from the beginning they're not they haven't just like it wasn't a fluke do you know Mm -hmm. it's so well thought out so involved not every band is so deeply involved in their in their visuals and the way the show plays out but they specifically are i think they have something to prove i think they understood the assignment they being sheffield lads download is not like playing a faraway festival that they might have no history with mm-hmm. yeah true hated like yeah. that to them 
must be their local yeah. huge festival and it's it's big it was big for them yeah. too. and again like they're not like like jenny said they've really put the work in they're not like a new band they've also been going for what almost 20 years yeah i, I mean yeah. in Banbury in 2005 and 2006 <laughs> i think in tiny clubs you know with yeah. not that many people there and then they've really been kind of grinding away for many many years yeah they got it yeah. they got what they were needing to do and they did it they made a fan yeah. of Adam. He wasn't Definitely. that big fan. Now he Definitely. loves them. Loves yeah. them yeah. now. The beginning of the year, I wasn't a fan. I did. I did. I, I wouldn't say I disliked them, but you know, I wasn't yeah. a fan. A fan. But yeah, since download, I've not stopped listening to them. You get yeah. it. You get yeah. so and, much. Yeah. I mean, my my boyfriend as well. He came along for the weekend, and you know, he's not necessarily like a bring me fan, but he was just like, this just like their show. It just makes so much sense for download. You know. Yeah. The whole. Thing. Yeah. Uh, with the um, with going back to this year, the um, the the post uh, on the poster, the um, the non-logo bands and underneath, um, going through them, I did notice that there's a lot of um, sort of, I mean, it's not all of them, but yeah, a lot of pop punk and a lot of sort of really heavy stuff, and not a lot in between. Do you think of that when you're booking it? Do you sort of try and balance it out after, or do you just go, we're going to book who we want to book this year? It doesn't matter what sort of genres, what um, which way is leaning, if that makes sense a balance of both isn't it mm. I think you go in with a sprinkling of bands that you're like I definitely want to pitch them at the meeting for this year not necessarily in any formulated way see where they land and then you start to think well this day's lacking in this and this band are in the market and wait this band's just had an amazing gig in London where do we fit them in it's very it's not an exact science and I think there's a part of an ideal wish list. There's a part of making sure genres are represented. There is a part of availability who happens to be around <laughs> yeah. in 2024, yeah. Yeah. and that creates a giant lineup. It's it, it it's too big for it to be any single one of those things. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> well, because it must yeah. be like like you said about booking some bands. Some bands you must be like right. We don't care what day we get this band on. This band are playing as long as they say yes, they're getting on the lineup. It doesn't matter. <laughs> And yeah, that will yeah. impact the next four bookings. And it, it's a it's literally a constantly moving beast. We yeah. have bi-weekly meetings just before announcements because it's literally moving like that. We're having someone can't do it. Oh, wait, they can't wait. They can only do it on this stage, but actually on this day. And it's mm. that all shape, that all moves like it's living and breathing by itself. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, some literally some of their like touring fest uh, their touring schedules over the festival season in particular and you know they're coming over and they're doing different european festivals they'll say to us we'll need it to be like this specific time because this is the time that which we can like arrive you know it's, it can be quite specific sometimes and it's just whether or not we have and sometimes we'll just be like don't think the band's in the market we don't really know if they're together sure we send an offer maybe they'll say yes and yeah. then sometimes it works so there yeah. is a bit of everything yeah, yeah a bit of gambling involved as well <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Well, we should probably start to uh, wrap it up around here. Um, before we do that, have you got any uh, bands on your bucket list that you would really love to book? Uh, could be either still going or or maybe if there's any bands that aren't going anymore that you would, would have loved to have uh, got. Yeah, I would love to book Incubus. <laughs> I love them. I love them a lot. Um, we just never seem to quite, uh, you know, get it oh. right at the right 
kind of time. Um, but yeah, I personally would love to book Incubus. I'm trying to think of this. I'd be well up for that, by the way. Please book Incubus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> One of my favorite bands. For me, I would love to book. It's It's been coming up a lot this year and it may be not top of my list, but it came to mind in the avalanche stage to find a slot for a reformed sugar cult. I just, I love them <laughs> nice. and I miss them. Nice. Um, Little, little I mean, things like that. It's also worth noting that Jenny and I have been um, trying to get the used on and Billy Tallinn for, you know, the last few years. So we're really stoked on them coming on and nice. also Tank, to be honest. Who's Tank coming and playing the reason in full? We're, the we're stars are aligning. Yeah, the stars yeah. are aligned. But I mean, nice. uh, oh, Avril, I'd love to book Avril Levine. Yeah, oh, that would go down would be massively well at download. Think so there seems to be some doubt in this building about it but i just i disagree no, no, I no way the booking team are you know would would definitely book um, i can Apple. guarantee you now that crowd will be huge yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's one of those things that people would moan about but they would have an amazing time oh yeah they'd all go they'd be standing there yeah. they'd still be watching yeah. it yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> same with nickelback as well yeah, yeah. A lot of, uh, it comes up it always it comes, comes up. up you know we definitely we actually we actually did uh yeah consider this year definitely. yeah that would have been great would love that as well yeah yeah, yeah we, mean, we would love nickelback as well yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that most people would you know yeah. there'd be a lot yeah. of complaining about it but everyone Still would stand there singing along to every yeah. song yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely it's yeah, I think Nickelback and Avril are definitely two that we've been talking about the last couple of years and, and are definitely two of those ones that, like we said, yeah, exactly. Everyone will moan. Everyone would love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well up for it, though. Um, sometimes you just have to, you just have to listen, listen to your gut and go for it. <laughs> awesome. Um, on a similar note, actually, I know, I know I just said about winding it down, but on a similar note, um, how how do you feel about what, when bands are sort of maybe huge in America, but not over here, like... Um, one of uh, Simon's favorite bands is Bush, and they're huge in America, but not here. Um, one of mine is also Saliva, which is the same thing. And if it was if it was the American crowd, then they would be really high up. But over here, they wouldn't be. Yeah. How have you ever had any um things like that? It definitely comes up. So the offer will be like, "Hey, we've offered you this slot," and they'll be like, "Oh, around Europe, we're doing this, and America, we're doing this, and then mm. we'll regroup." discuss be like we appreciate the input maybe we do change the offer but ultimately the uk is its own market and anyone yeah. who is an agent who is a manager tends to be cooperative and recognizes that the intention is never to do bad by a band like we're never trying to make them play a slot that's smaller for them yeah. but it is obviously a sensitive conversation to be like that's absolutely great for that market for this market you a band doesn't want to play a slot that is too big for them. It's not a pleasant experience to yeah. watch a see people be like, I don't understand what the slot is. Um, yeah. So I think it's just a negotiation between us knowing the festival crowd and the artist team knowing what their crowd expects and loves and will bring to the UK shows. Um, so yeah, it's essentially just a negotiation, as unsexy as that sounds. <laughs> it's just, I think... <laughs> Yeah. What will be, and obviously sometimes you'll be proven wrong, and then you'll be like, "Oh, mm. that band actually pulled thousand more people, a thousand like thousands more people than we expected," and then you just take that going forward. I was going to say, just, does yeah. does the opposite happen where you're like, "Yeah, um, we should probably have booked them on a bigger stage. We didn't expect <laughs> them." Yeah, and sometimes from the point of us, you know, booking them, 
to the point of them actually playing the festival can be quite a long time and, and you know yeah they and can blow up like spirit box in 22 and things like that they blow up in that time and you just have yeah. to kind of... <laughs> it's either, <laughs> you know either way it's going to be amazing because it's either just going to be this really hyped up set that everyone wants to get to um but you know we i think we did move them up a stage didn't we well yeah we do, we do try and be versatile uh kind of flexible where we can be to be like wait this band we need to revisit because they've already confirmed for this slot but this has happened so this is where they should be and if we have the slot to change it then absolutely brilliant if not then you think about it for the next time they come to the festival yeah um cool boy obviously massive one from last year yeah. um would have loved for everyone to have been able to see them but the show was incredible because it was so popular so yeah, yeah. something to for that excellent uh simon do you have any more questions that you wanted to ask before we mm, uh should i just up? ask a question from discord quickly before we, yeah before we we go um blah, 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 blah. i'm trying to think of anything we haven't already talked about oh this is a good one so um smtv stews from our discord um asks do you think download would ever consider having co-headliners maybe two slightly smaller bands sharing a headline slot rather than you know one band yeah definitely and, and it's something we have like offered on like we have kind of toyed with and i think it's such a it's a really good way to allow both of those bands to to bridge that step maybe if they're not quite there or like at full headline status does that mean that they never get to experience because i feel like becoming a headliner then allows you to become a headliner for other festivals also so yeah it's like it it is that almost like that stepping stone that we would if it was the right combination yeah uh and it was the right year for it then i don't see why not yeah yeah like you said because then they could play double and then another festival might go oh they've headlined that festival yeah. then they headline exactly. that festival by themselves and then they come back and to download and then head- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah yeah that makes sense definitely is the answer we would definitely consider <laughs> awesome headliners. we should probably wrap up uh, wrap it up right about now um this has been really cool having you on thank you for thank you so much for coming on hopefully we can get you back on again in the future uh talking about just the music industry generally is uh, something we enjoy doing not like i said not just about the bands uh knowing how it all works uh i think i've said a few times uh, i was in the in the press area last year and everyone was interviewing people and and i thought i'm not interested in interviewing bands i i'd rather interview the staff and and see how it all goes you know uh because that's what we do we love the festival as a whole but yeah thank you so much for coming on having us there we'd love we'd love to speak to you guys again we've had a very nice time Maybe we'll speak to you at download, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Rough, 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 yeah. If we can fit you in between bands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll get you a chair, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. That's we'll speak to side stage. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh well yeah, that's it then. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. And that was the interview. That was so, so cool to do. Um, we we had a lot more questions for them, um, but did. we also wanted to keep the conversation flowing and not sort of stop and start and go back to certain things. You know, it, it would it would flow into something naturally and then we, we didn't want to really take it back. Yeah, we step. could have. So, uh, we, we did say to them, we could have easily, sp- I'm sure they would have stayed on for a few hours, but it was actually the end of their working day as well. So we yeah. don't want to keep them from going home. <laughs> this, is, this is during office hours for those two. So. Yeah, but no, it was really, really cool to get all those insights. And yeah, it was just great to talk to someone who actually works, you know, within the download team, which is awesome.
Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. On, on that, we 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 normally record around like seven thirty in the evening. So I said that to to their PR PR team, and they said, well, "Have you got anything earlier?" <laughs> and and they said it has to be between eleven and six. And I thought, okay, that actually makes sense now. I yeah, you know, I didn't think about it, but yeah, it, it's their job to talk about download. They want to be paid for it, I guess. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Um, don't want to do it out of working hours. Maybe not necessarily be paid for it, but you know, what I mean. Yeah, with um, what they do normally. But yeah, they both have very, very cool jobs. Very jealous. Yeah. Yeah. And they do they said that at one point, didn't they? That, that, yeah. that they, a lot of people say, Oh no, that might be not after the interview. Yeah, but they they say a lot of people say that to them. Yeah. Um, they, though they look very content in what they're doing, which is good. Should we wrap the episode up there or do you want to talk about that a bit more? No, that's it. That's good. I think that was a great episode for everyone to digest and just yeah, get a little bit more into download and just gives us more things to talk about in the future as well which is cool yeah cool excellent well um if you are new for this episode then thank you for sticking around and watching it um stick around a little bit longer next episode we've got a huge episode coming up we've got loads and loads of um other content creators coming on to talk about what their year has been like in music should we list some or should we leave it oh we, we, we do some wait bait wait people wait but let's just say we've got some We've got a, a very big one coming on um, amongst other ones that we really enjoy. And I think everyone else does. So, yeah. yeah. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Um, and then, I mean, what this whole of December is, is huge for us as well. Anyway, after that, we've got um, our dear download awards. And then after that, we ne next year, we normally start with our episodes about the bands as well, don't we? So, so we're doing an episode about, Queens of the Stone Age, an episode about Fallout Boy and an episode about Avenged Sevenfold. And they were really cool to do last year. So, yeah, uh, yeah a full episode on each of them. It's going to be cool. You should stick around if you are new. Thank you for watching, though. We have been to download. Um, Simon, I was going to ask if you want to plug. Hang on. I was, gonna, I was just going to say, do you want to plug it? We're going to be on YouTube anyway, but not everyone's going to be watching your YouTube. So, um, yeah, I, this, is, this is odd. Again, this it's is odd, odd to one, be doing yeah, this. But, knowing yeah, I'm, this. I'm sure people already know. If you're watching this on YouTube, you already know I've got a YouTube because you're watching it. Uh, subscribe, yeah. please. If not, go and check out my YouTube and subscribe because it's all good yeah. stuff. <laughs> nice one. Um, and whatever you're, whatever you're watching on or listening on, if you're not part of the Discord, come and join the Discord. Uh, we're having a really cool time over there all the time. Thank you all so much for listening and or watching. Uh, we've been Dear Download. It's a goodbye from Simon. Goodbye. And a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Goodbye.